Good morning. You listen to FloorDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Har. I'm in Napa Valley, California, and I'm with Phil Kufadakis, the owner of Baker Brothers, based in Phoenix. Phil, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Good morning. Yeah. Good to be with you. This is a travel day for us. The meeting's over. Let's get into what's going on with Baker Brothers. First, we're leaving this meeting. Forty-two NFA members here. You guys had a board meeting. I guess most people's business is either up a little to up even better. So. Any takeaways from the meeting that you're going to put into play when you get back? Yeah, a couple of takeaways. Number one, you know, business is good for most of the members. It's also some diversity, which has come into each business, you know, whether you're adding in more multifamily, you're adding in other product surfaces. And then probably one of the resounding things continues to be digital and, and the ongoing your view status and all of that. I want to get into that in a minute. On Baker Brothers Business in Phoenix, by the way, most people could read our best practices in April of this year. We did a feature on you, but just give us a status update on how it's going here in the fourth quarter of 18. So far, so good. For the first three quarters, we were up uh, almost 10% for the year. I think a lot of that was diversity. We added countertops. We added some window treatment business. We also have a lot of change. We did some new things with Measure Online. We also have 12 or 13 new sales associates. So we've got a lot of transition, a lot of change going on with all that. We've been pretty positive, and I think we're probably in the best spot we've been in for years, for the next five years. A little bit more background. You have seven stores in the Phoenix area. You actually bought Baker Brothers about 12 years ago. It's a... 73-year-old business, and you really firmly believe that your brand is Baker Brothers, and I think that comes into play with a lot of decisions you make. You own your business in Phoenix, so you got into this business actually working for Shaw Industries a long time ago, didn't you? I did. I spent a lot of time in the wholesale business, probably half my career in the wholesale business, and the last 16 years in the retail business, and, and both at fairly high levels, so I've got a really good understanding of both ends of the business, so I know where the Slings and arrows are for both sides of the fence. And you're from New York originally, right? I am. I do miss it at times, but the weather in Phoenix is hard to beat. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about what you're doing to bring traffic into your store and some of the changes and shifts you've made. I know you go along with creating your spaces as your digital marketing advisor and your website developer. So t- tell us what's the latest there. Well, we got a lot of things going on. So on the digital, there's two fronts. On the website front, we're constantly making adjustments. We're looking at, in a very short time frame, we're going to be adding a revised, updated, really great new room designer. We're also looking at some of those virtual reality tools to see what the value of those are. So you always got to stay relevant. You always got to keep that updated. Uh, you want to engage the consumer. On the marketing side of digital, we have actually moved a lot of dollars this year into the digital marketing space paid search, banner ads, pre-rolls, a lot of things like that, which I envision by next year will be even greater than that. So it's a good place to be. And I guess the best part about it is, is you actually can go back and kind of match it all up at the end and say, did I get traffic from this? What kind of traffic did I get? Did I close any sales from this? Which ultimately is all that matters, right? Are we ringing the register? I mean, it's all well and good to come up number one on search or have 3,000 hits on your website or whatever it may be. But to be honest with you, if it's not ringing the register, it's not doing anybody any good. And before it rings the register, it's got to bring them in the store as well, right? No question, but I think there's a definite correlation. So I mean, I can tell you that this year we changed some digital strategies. Our website traffic has doubled this year. And so I don't think it's any accident that our business has grown based on the amount of traffic we've gotten on our website. And so we see the the traffic increasing. We see the engagement staying pretty constant. And so that's very encouraging for us. And, And we don't see that trend stopping. We actually are pushing it faster to grow. So share some numbers from a percentage standpoint with me. Now, what percentage of your top line do you spend in promotion? And then out of that, what 
percentage do you spend in digital? Well, on digital, we're probably about 50% now, maybe even higher. And as far as top line, it's not constant. So I will tell you that for me, like I look at it as a kind of up and down thing. It's kind of a feel and a touch thing. So I think that most people will tell you, you stay between somewhere between five and seven or 8% of your total volume. And some months it might be higher, some months it may be lower. I can tell you that, you know, during Christmas time, we tend to drive backwards because, you know, the old theory of once the Christmas tree goes up, sales go down. We look at that. So we may be hotter and heavier in September and October. But I think depending on what's going on, depending on what promotions there are, I would say that usually between 5 and 8% is where you're going to be. Okay. And when you're not spending on digital, what is your tr- more traditional method of building brand awareness? Well, we still do a lot of newspaper advertising in Phoenix. We've got a very big presence in the Arizona Republic, which on a Sunday still gets four or 500,000 people. So it's a good demographic. It's, uh, it hits the sweet spot of people who are spending money. We've done TV, we do radio, and a lot of that has become spot. I envision that next year we'll probably do some changes. I think that sometimes you hit hard the same medium for a while, and then you move on to the next medium, having reached those people for a certain amount of time. So let's go back to digital for a minute. All kinds of ways of building traffic. Obviously, you're getting great results. Double the traffic. Is it pay-per-click? Is it SEO? Is it geofencing? How are you doing this? Yeah, it's all of the above. I mean, you know, you got to have a little bit of everything. So your your site has to be optimized on an SEO standpoint. The clicks on pay-per-click are important. The other thing you get a lot of visibility to is call tracking. So you're able to listen to some phone calls. Use those as sale tools with your with your staff in your showroom. Banner ads, video rolls, which have been very successful. So it's you know somebody talked about it in one of the meetings. It's a cocktail. It's part part A, part B, part C, and it's just trying to find that right and continue to craft that message. And the other thing is is to have for us, it's for having synergy through the course of the sale. So the sale looks the same online as it does in a newspaper, as it does in the showroom. All right, let's move away from digital for a minute and because um, one of the things about Baker Brothers is that you realize who your clientele is. You, know, you sell better in goods. Talk about your mix. Well, I think for us, we try to, A, provide our customer what they want, but we don't let the industry lead us. We try to lead ourselves and our customers in the right direction. So, you know, let's talk about like luxury vinyl, which is the hottest thing on the planet today. You know, we were late adopters. We're somewhat adopters, but we still talk to the customer about buying wood and buying other products and not getting caught up in this whole waterproof thing, which really for most people doesn't really mean anything other than a catchphrase. And so it'll be interesting to see how that happens now that these tariffs have come in and and prices are rising. You take a product category like laminate, which has been all but given away for dead, and I think people are making a mistake. I think we're seeing that laminate business start to grow. We're seeing it as an incredibly viable alternative, better looking, better performance. And the difficult part is is that everybody kicked it to the curb, and now it's hard to find great products. Isn't it interesting that LVT and multi-layered flooring, it's become such a fad right now. Everybody's in it. So do you get a sense the pendulum might swing away from all this hype eventually? I don't know if it'll swing away. I think the tariffs, obviously, and price will have a lot to do with that. I think that at this point, you know, we're going to reach a point where we've saturated the market in terms of how many people want the product, and now we're just dividing it up because you're right. At every turn, carpet guys are in it, wood guys are in it, laminate guys are in it, you name it. Everybody wants to be in a vinyl business, but there's still only so much vinyl business available for everyone. So at the end, whoever's got the best-looking product and services their business the best and, and ultimately has good local representation, those are the ones that are going to win the battles. You and I agree on one thing, and I thought it was interesting. You said it in our Best Practices article is that people don't buy 
a product based on some of the hype that some of these brands push. I mean, they buy it because of what it looks like, right? Yeah, that's I've always said that. They don't buy the back of the sample, they buy the front of the sample, right? The features and benefits today are all pretty much the same by category. So, listen, most of the luxury vinyl, the, the, the warranties, the features, the benefits are the same. Most of the woods are the same. The carpet is the same. At the end of the day, the customer buys... Is it the right color? Is it the right texture? Is it the right price? Am I buying it from the right place? Am I getting the right product for the right application? So the back of the sample is overrated. One last question, Phil. Floor and decor, they come into your market yet? Yeah, they've been there for several years. They're up to three or four locations now, and we are a little bit different animal in a sense that we're not in that low-end, blow-and-go mentality. We're in a service business. 90% of our business we install, and so that changes the landscape. So while we're going to cross over it from time to time, and we see them as somewhat of a competitor. For us, we try to stay out of the fray and try to focus on the things that we do best and not worry about bottom feeding the business. All right, great, Phil. It's good to catch up with you. Again, we've been talking to Phil Kufadakis, the owner of Baker Brothers based in Phoenix, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.